The NBA's trade deadline is less than a week away, and today's show is entirely about Pelicans trades that listeners submitted. I'll tell you the deal and give it a grade in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday game day for the Pelicans as they take on the San Antonio Spurs tonight. But look, we are talking trades here. Not just any trades, trades that y'all sent me. So I'm going to break down listener trades here in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Give them a grade so we get set for the NBA's trade deadline, which is less than a week away. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast coming to you like nobody else does, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's fake trades, whether it's the X's and O's, the wins, the losses. We'll be back on Monday talking about the games over the weekend. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. And of course, thank you for being an everydayer. If you are, shout out to you. Let me know in the comments down below. Become an everydayer. Listen, Monday through Friday to Locked on Pelicans. Pelicans. So let's get into it. I don't actually know how this show is going to go. I have zero outline for this. I, I got a ton of trades. We're not going to get to all of them here. And I've grouped them into roughly three categories. There's the Jonas Valanciunas trades. That makes sense why people are moving him, given that that's the Pel- what the Pelicans want to do. Then there's play- uh, plays, trades for good young players that I'm not so sure if it's actually going to happen because I think you're all trying to fleece some teams. And then there's the what the ish trades. Now, I think the first two categories, there's some WTF trades in there too, but some of these just get kind of weird and fun. We're going to break them all down and then you give a letter grade to all of these. So let's, let's just jump right into it here. I've got like literally a million tabs open. So let's start with the Jonas Valanciunas trades. This first one comes from Logan Bertucci. It's a deal between the Pelicans and the Washington Wizards. The Wizards get Valanciunas, Cody Zeller, Najee Marshall. Pelicans get Tyus Jones and Daniel Gafford. All right. On the surface of this, I get where you're going with this and why you would make a trade like this, right? Daniel Gafford is a name that people have put together with the Pelicans a lot. They want to ship out Jonas Valanciunas. Gafford has a couple years left, could do some of it. Tyus Jones is a guy that I like. I think the Pelicans have a need for a backup point guard. He could come in and kind of run that unit. This makes sense. The problem is the salaries with this one. One, I do think you're downgrading significantly from Jonas Valanciunas to Daniel Gafford. You are. You're downgrading significantly. You make up for that in terms of the players with Tyus Jones coming into New Orleans. From that perspective, this is like a solid B trade for the team, but that grade's about to get downgraded here. By doing this, the Pelicans are adding nine more million dollars, or sorry, seven more million dollars to their salary cap this season. This trade puts them in the luxury tax. At this point now, significantly into the luxury tax by about $4 million or so. 
So $4 million is going to lead to something like $16 million getting paid out by the Pelicans since they're in the luxury tax. The other issue with this trade is you're sending out three players bringing two back. They already have two open roster spots. Now you would have three open roster spots. So you need to sign two players then on top of that luxury tax money you're already paying. So those guys are going to cost you more. So you're putting the Pelicans kind of like minimum, like seven, $8 million in the luxury tax on this deal. They're not going to do that for Daniel Gafford, Tyus Jones. I'm going to be mean to a lot of y'all here. I think some of these trades like just don't work. So like, I get where you're going for with the players on this one, but you got to factor in the salary stuff too. It's going to lower it, right? If you make the Pelicans pay, you know, $20 million in luxury tax stuff, it's probably going to be an F on a trade here. Um, I've seen a couple other ones like this, right? So that's kind of one. There was one with Valanciunas, Dyson Daniels, and Alvarado for Tyus Jones, Daniel Gafford. It's going to end up being kind of a similar situation where you put the Pelicans back into the luxury tax with it. Let's go to one that I do think makes some sense here, and I actually like. And that's a trade with the Orlando Magic. This one comes from the Sauce Store LLC here at Dylan, uh, Dylan underscore Timothy. The Orlando Magic get Jonas Valanciunas and Dyson Daniels. The Pelicans get Wendell Carter Jr. and Cole Anthony. I don't hate this, actually. I'll be honest. You know, again, Wendell Carter Jr. is worse than Jonas Valanciunas, but he's a serviceable enough center that can give you some rebounding, a little bit of rim protection, shoot the three on occasion. You're not going to rely on him like you do Jonas Valanciunas. You know, but Cole Anthony has kind of been a bit of a revelation this season. He is under contract for three more years at around $12.5 million per. So it's a guy that, you know, you kind of cost control and it gives the Pelicans mid-tier salary here. You actually shave money off of the Pelicans' luxury tax bill by doing this. So when you look at all of this, like this is a solid B plus A minus trade, in my opinion. This is one that I actually think makes like sense. You know, they get Dyson Daniels to give them another defensive guard in the backcourt. They've got a lot of depth at a number of different places. I don't know if they would actually trade Cole Anthony. I don't think he's off the block. He's been a very good six man for them. He would kind of play a similar role like that for New Orleans. You could also play him with some of the starters. I actually really like this deal a lot if you were going to have to ship out Jonas Valanciunas. Something that I'm hesitant to do in general. So coming up. Not coming up next. Next trade here. This one comes from Homer Simpson um, at Targaryen on Twitter here. Or sorry, Chuck uh, Chunky Targaryen here. The deal. It's a three-team deal, and these are always tough. Cavaliers get Jonas Valanciunas, a 2025 first-round pick from Milwaukee, a 2030 second-round pick from the Pelicans. The Pelicans get. Oh, sorry. The Atlanta Hawks get C.J. McCollum. A 2025 first-round pick from the Pels, a 2027 first-round pick from the uh, Milwaukee through the Pels, and a 29 first-round pick from the Pelicans. Pelicans get Trey Young and Jared Allen. On the surface of this, looks shipping out CJ McCollum, bringing in Trey Young, who just got snubbed from the All-Star roster. He's having maybe his best year as a pro, and getting Jared Allen in makes sense from a player perspective and you're giving up just CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas and basically all the picks that they have. I don't hate that. Like, I don't hate that. I'm not the biggest Trey Young guy, but he is very, very good. There's questions about how your roster, uh, your starting lineup, right, would be Trey Young, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jared Allen. Like, it's a terrifying starting five. I don't know if that all fits. I don't know if Trey Young, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson fit. There's one ball here. But Trey, you know, not being a great three-point shooter, actually, if you look at his percentage, but definitely his court gravity from there. Allen being a low usage, you know, 
uh, kind of pick and roll big man, right? Finisher, I think makes sense. I don't mind giving up picks for all of those guys. Four first round picks, I think might be a little too little for a deal like this. But in terms of like the players and stuff, like this is A minus B plus. I think, you know, there's big time questions about the fit there that would keep this from being something else. The problem is, in terms of like the actual reality of this, I think is going to be more like a C minus, is the Hawks aren't going to trade Trey Young, right? Like even for three first round picks and CJ McCollum, they're not going to do that. You know, they're looking to move Murray for a reason. They want to build around Trey Young, who's kind of really established himself there. I don't think they're looking to really do any sort of deal for first round picks. So I'm going to have to lower it there. Final one here in terms of Jonas Valanciunas trades that we're going to look at. This one comes from Garrett Hoop. It's the Trailblazers, Cavaliers, and Pelicans. Trailblazers get Jonas Valanciunas, George Niang, Dyson Daniels, two first-round picks from the Pelicans 2024-2026. Cavs get Jeremy Grant and a first-round pick from the Pelicans via the Los Angeles Lakers. Pelicans get Jarrett Allen. So basically, Pelicans get Jarrett Allen, send out one, two, three first-round picks, Jonas Valanciunas, and Dyson Daniels. Like... Yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's what that would minimum cost for Jared Allen, who I think also should be on the all-star team in the East. Like, I don't hate that. Like, that sounds about right. You're not giving up too much. Your center in JV and a young player in Dyson Daniels going to the Cav- uh, the Trailblazers they liked. Jeremy Grant, I think, makes some sense for the Cleveland Cavaliers there now coming off the bench here. I like this trade all around. Like, B-plus all around in terms of maybe like realism too, because you're actually getting a very solid player going to the Cleveland Cavaliers where they're kind of flush with Evan Mobley coming back. if They want center minutes for him. All right. That's the Jonas Valanciunas trades. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Coming up next, good young, y'all are ambitious here. Good young player trades. Let's see. Cause there's something we got to talk about with that. And that's what we're going to do coming up here next in today's episode of locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel because happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, sitting on the couch, eating snacks, hanging out, placing some bets. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so many more. Look, I don't care about the teams particularly in there. The Super Bowl has like very little interest to me. But when you got money on the line, you're going to be very interested in there. So you may as well make the game more interesting. And if you're a new customer, join today. You're going to get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 or more when it wins. So again, bet $5, it wins $200 in bonus bets when you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports partner, uh, sportsbook partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. And we are looking at fake trades today, and it's a lot of fun. You want to just catch up on the sports world? Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's keep grading your fake trades and all of your deals here because this was kind of fun to go through. And look, some of y'all are crazy. 
there's a couple trades that y'all sent me that like I can't use in here, partially because one was a six-team deal. Like that's just not going to happen. And it would also probably take like an hour to read all of it. I almost used the meme of like, I ain't reading all that. I'm sorry that ha- I'm happy for you or sorry it happened. I almost sent that one back because that one was just a little crazy. So here's the next category that I want to look at of basically basically y'all trying to steal young good players for nothing. And I don't think there's much logic that holds up. So while for some of those deals in the first segment, I said I was going to be mean with Fs, C minuses, things like that. You're going to get a lot of those on like realist on the realistic side of things here. I don't think most of these really have that much of a chance when you look at some of these and just kind of the way that the teams are operating. I like the idea, like where your head's at. You're trying to improve the team. That's a great thing. I just don't think it's always going to work when you look at some of the trades here and how all of the pieces fit. Let's start with the Pistons. This one comes uh, from Frank Frank uh, Skinduro. The Pistons get Jonas Valanciunas, Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall, a first-round pick from the Pelicans in 2024, and a 2027 first-round pick for the Pelicans. The Pelicans receive Cade Cunningham and Jalen Duran. So this one, like, for, if you're the Pelicans, this is an amazing deal. This is an amazing deal. But this is about as unrealistic as it's going to get. Look, honestly, any trade for Jalen Duran is probably going to be unrealistic here. Though I've got another one that I'll say that I don't think is the worst thing in in the world here. So one, this puts the Pelicans deep in the luxury tax. I think for a guy like Jalen Duran, you would do that. Cade Cunningham has been, you know, hit or miss at times, but I think he can be really good, and he's a former number one overall pick. The problem is the Pistons just aren't going to do this, right? I've seen a lot of people saying the Pistons are trying to rebuild so trade away these young guys and go for the rebuild like the Pistons are actively terrible this year Jalen Duran's in his second year and looks to be like a center for the future that almost is like a franchise cornerstone player he has been that good right this is a guy who per 36 minutes in just his second year of the league is averaging over 16 points and over 14 rebounds that's a really good player you're not going to get him for anything less than like two or three first round picks you know you can say they're tanking, they're trying to rebuild. Yeah, you tank and try and rebuild for a guy like Jalen Duran, right? That's kind of the problem here. Three first-round picks that aren't particularly good isn't actually going to get them to move, right? You hope one of those picks turns into a player like Jalen Duran. So if you have Jalen Duran, you don't move him, right? Kid Cunningham for the Pelicans here would come off the bench, and I like that idea a lot for him. But he's a former number one overall pick and was easily the number one overall pick in that draft. You know, I just don't think that they would do this sort of deal whatsoever. I saw someone basically like yelling at me on Twitter the other day, and it's fine. You know, being like, you could go get him. You have enough picks. No, you don't. Those picks pale in comparison to the player that's good, and that's kind of the problem, given that those picks likely are going to be in the 20s. You're not going to get a player as good as Jalen Duran here. So, sorry, Frank. This one's kind of an F just on, like, realism here. Here's one that's interesting, but it falls apart. Pelicans get Jalen Duran. Pistons get Deontay Murray from the Hawks and Najee Marshall. The Hawks get Jaden Ivey, a 2025 first-round pick from Milwaukee, and a 2027 first-round pick from Milwaukee from the Pelicans here. So at least you're getting the Pistons a guy like Deontay Murray, right? They want a couple of veterans, it sounds like, who can help them kind of like turn this around and just not be nearly as bad as they are. I don't think they want to give up Jalen Duran for that, but for the right player, you could. 
I don't think that's Murray. I think you could get him for a first-round pick in matching salary or two first-round picks in matching salary, and the Pistons much would much rather do that. So it falls apart there. So you're kind of like... I don't know, C minus D plus kind of thing, because at least you're in kind of the right mindset of you got to give him someone good or useful here. For the Hawks, though, I think this also falls apart, right? Like Jaden Ivey has potential, but hasn't been particularly good yet. You know, he's top five pick, six pick, I forget what it was, you know, from a year ago. So there's still a lot of potential for him to grow. We shouldn't write him off. But that's not what the Hawks are looking for. They want to compete around Trey Young right now. Two Milwaukee first-round picks, like, those picks aren't going to be as great, right? The Pelicans should have looked to move those earlier on. And so because of that, like, I just don't think this is a very good deal for the Hawks here. I don't hate it for the Pistons. Not amazing for the Pistons. I don't hate it for them. It's great for the Pelicans here. This one, by the way, comes from KMF Tulane. So, again, you know, you're trying to swindle teams, I think, for a guy like Jalen Duran or good young players, and it just doesn't really work like that. Like, I don't see Duran getting moved you know, we'll look at a couple other deals that have guys in here that make sense. Um, let's skip to two that I want to look at, right? Like, let's look at Lowry marketing trades here. And here's two that are very similar. And the first one comes from Joel. It's Fergberg84. Lowry marketing to the Pelicans. They send out Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy III, a 2024 first-round pick from the Pels, and a 2027 first-round pick from the Bucks. Look, you're sending at least a good young player in this deal. And two first-round picks, right? Trey's probably worth two first-round picks by himself right now if you were to deal him. So that's four first-round picks for Larry Markkinen. That's great. I think Markkinen is played so well that you would probably still not be including enough. You also then have like weird like questions of fit. Like what's what's your starting lineup? Does Markkinen come off the bench? You know, who's coming off the bench in this case because you haven't traded away Jonas Valanciunas? That's where fit gets kind of weird. You know, I like the idea of marketing on this team. I think it would work. It just, it, I, I don't really see any world where that happens, but I commend you for at least putting those picks in. You probably need two more first-round picks. It's going to be Trey, four first-round picks, and Larry for something like this. I think you're on the right track. It's like a C, C plus, I think, just for like realism and things like that. Um, fits just a little bit wonky with marketing, but he's good and I think would pair well with Zion Williamson. You have a similar one here that coming from Jordan Hurst, marketing for Valanciunas, Najee Marshall, and a 2025 first round pick. Like this one's an F in comparison to the other one. So I'm not trying to be mean. It's just kind of, you know, if we're comparing things here, you know, that makes your fit even weirder because who's your starting center? Marketing is not a center. He's more of a wing than even like a big man. Does Zion play the five? Do you start Larry Nance Jr.? That's where things get weird here. And then the realistic part of you're just going to need to include uh, more with everything. S- switch gears from those players. I got two more here before we get into the what what the trades. I don't hate this one. And this one comes from Trey Harford, Zion underscore legacy one. Nick Claxton to the Pelicans, Larry Nance Jr., Dyson Daniels to the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't hate that. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I'd like to keep Larry, you know, but I get that if you got to move something that works, you know, you might want to try and do it for Jonas Valanciunas in there, but you're at least including a good young player, a potential young player in Dyson Daniels for Nick Claxton. You might need to include some sort of lottery protected first round pick, but there are rumors now out there that the Nets are open to moving Nick Claxton. You know, the problem with that is he's going to be on it. He is on an expiring deal. He's 
in line to get like a decent contract. So your team gets very expensive all of a sudden. They already are expensive, but if you've got to pay the center position, you know, Nick Claxton could be the guy to do it and it would just put the Pelicans kind of deepish into the luxury tax. But like this one's a solid B plus, A minus. I think this trade makes realistic sense and makes the Pelicans better. So I wouldn't hate this move at all. Here's one that's kind of funny to me. This one comes from Colin Robert Robert C underscore Robbie 1210. At least he says this never going to happen. I I agree that there's no way this happens. The Pelicans get Mikel Bridges. We just talked about on the show. Jared Allen. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers get Jonas Valanciunas, Najee Marshall, a 2024 uh, it's a swap, so that even, doesn't even count. A first-round pick from the Lakers from the Pelicans this coming draft, top three protected. And then the Nets get, and I like this part, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, Jordan Hawkins, a 2024 first-round pick from the Pels, and a 2025 first-round pick from Milwaukee. You're going to need to include far more picks to the Cleveland Cavaliers in this one to get a deal done like this. You also probably need to move one of those young players, Herb, Dyson, or Jordan, to the Cavaliers in it. Say put you put Herb Jones there and the Brooklyn Nets get Jordan Hawkins and Dyson Daniels. They're going to ask for Najee Marshall. I think if you include like a first, an additional first round pick to the Nets in this one and an additional first round pick to the Cavs, you could kind of get closer. I really don't think it sounds like Bridges is going to be untradeable this year. I love him. There's a, you know, it's a little bit redundant with him and Brandon Ingram on this team at the same time, but Bridges could come off the bench. I guess you could start, you you would be starting him in place of Herb Jones, actually. So your starting lineup would be CJ, Bridges, Ingram, Zion, Jared Allen. Like, I, I don't know. I dig that. Like, I dig that lineup a lot. I would do this deal in a second with more first round picks included. It's unrealistic, but I like where your head's at. I'm going to give you a B because you at least acknowledged that it's an unrealistic thing here. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight WTF trades. Eight that are like, what the heck? Um, let's look at that. some of those coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On. Some of these, I, I think some of y'all were trolling me just a little bit here. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans brought to you by fan, or sorry, by, brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and it's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, people, blocks and monitors, machine learning algorithms, and all that stuff, it's just you versus the numbers. You pick more or less on the stat projection for two to six players, and then you watch the winnings roll in. It's really that simple. With the big game around the corner here, right, you can take a combo projection too. Travis Kelsey and CJ McCollum at a 10 and a half half combo of three pointers made and receptions. So testing your skills on prize picks this basketball season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is really simple to play and you can make your picks in just under 30 or sorry, 60 seconds. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is free $100 in a first-time deposit match up to $100. When you go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA, PrizePicks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. 
And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want. And today we are breaking down your trades. Let's get into some interesting ones here of, okay, like what are we looking at here? Some of these get weird. There's, there's one here that I find interesting and not in a good way. This one comes from Brett. Go, go, Ingram. Uh, I'm sorry to, if I'm going to be mean here. The Pelicans get Tyus Jones, Dorian from the Wizards, Dorian Finney-Smith from the Nets, Nick Claxton from the Nets. This one didn't have like a good categorization. The Brooklyn Nets get Daniel Gafford and Landry Shamit, and then the Washington Wizards get C.J. McCollum. So basically, the Pelicans are sending out C.J. McCollum, getting Tyus Jones, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Nick Claxton. I just think that makes you worse. I, I get the idea here. You get another center. You get insurance, as Brett says, for Zion in Dorian Finney-Smith, and then you upgrade the kind of backup position with Tyus Jones. But now you're paying Nick Claxton. This puts the Pelicans in the luxury tax, by the way, by about $3 million. You get um, Nick Claxton, Jonas Valanciunas, and Larry Nance Jr. as your center, right? Dorian Finney-Smith is a little bit redundant there, too. And then Tyus Jones isn't as good as CJ McCollum, like... Sorry, man, this one's an F. Kind of like, uh, I'm not going to go to the luxury tax to get this team, in my opinion, significantly worse. So let's get weird. Because Ryan here got weird. RT Northrup. The Pelicans send out Brandon Ingram and Dyson Daniels and bring back Kyrie Irving from the Dallas Mavericks. You know, like, it's an interesting idea. You get a a true lead guard that can really attack the basket and put pressure on the defense that can shoot threes. I kind of like don't hate it from that idea. Like I'll give you a B there. You know, I think that's still a lot. I think the Dallas Mavericks would probably like run with this deal, which tells you something. Uh, I don't like the rest of this because I'm not a big Kyrie guy. Just too much weirdness going on around there. And when you have a guy like Zion Williamson, do you really want that around the team at all? And so because of that, like, I say no. There's another one. This one comes from Ashay and says, Kyrie Irving for CJ McCollum. I don't think Dallas would do that at all. I don't, again, hate that idea for New Orleans in terms of the player being added You know, I think CJ is a guy that I want to keep on this team because he's played exceptionally well. So I don't really love the idea of sending him out. But again, you trade like the consummate professional in CJ McCollum for Kyrie Irving, who is the opposite of that. It's an F. It's an F. Anything with Kyrie Irving is going to be an F. Andrew comes in here. Andrew with an extra W7171. He, he says, there's the screenshot here, the trade, and then there's the, the comment that he puts and it goes, and we give up five first round picks. Just think about that for a second before I even say the deal. Pelicans send out CJ McCollum, Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, the third and five first round picks. Who do you think they're getting back? Who do you think they're getting back? LeBron James. There's some rumors out there about LeBron James now that I saw on Twitter. Rumors. You know, the Lakers are shopping him. I think you would probably do more than this, though. Like, if you're sending out LeBron James, Trey Murphy, Dyson Daniels, and CJ in five first-round picks, isn't actually, like, the worst return. I'll I'll be honest. I'll give you an A on this one, like, all around. Like, that's probably what it would take to get a deal done for LeBron James. 
you know, if he's actually being shopped, like Olivier all around here, LeBron James in New Orleans with Zion and Brandon Ingram would be a lot of fun to me. And LeBron is still playing at an insanely, insanely, insanely high level. That would be cool. You get an A. You absolutely get an A on probably the craziest thing here. Um, Brett from GoGo Ingram yet again. This one's another F. This one is just like a huge F and I'm sorry, man. The Pelicans send out Brandon Ingram to the Lakers and they bring back D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura. It's just an F all around. Russell's not good. He's not bad. He's not good. He can be very hit or miss here. So no, not at all. One that I thought was kind of interesting was from Dylan Dunn, 0912. Zion Williamson going to the Brooklyn Nets. Bridges and Claxton coming back. Like, if you're intent on moving Zion, like, and you can get Bridges coming back and Nick Claxton, I'd do that deal in a moment. In a moment. I would take that one. Now, that's only if you're intent on shipping out Zion, which I am not. I don't hate that deal. I don't know how the picks would need to kind of get used in all of this, but you definitely kind of need something like that. I don't know which t- which side sending picks though. That's what's kind of weird about that trade, but like that's an A for the Pelicans if that's what they're looking to do here. This one comes from at the Pelipod. Hear me out. Najee and Dyson Daniels for a future pick. Force Willie to play offense. Depends on the pick. Like, I kind of get the idea, right? If he just refuses to play some of these offensive guys and run offensive lineups, take those tools away from him, you then need to sign three players. That makes things difficult. But uh, it's kind of funny, and I get where your head's at with it here. Final final one here goes into the, like, come on, y'all. Although I actually don't hate this one. This one does make a little bit more sense to me. You need to include one or two other things here, but I do think you're actually on the right track. This one comes from uh, BX Ingram. One Ingram, instead of an A, it's a four, and then BX. The Pistons get Zion Williamson. The Pelicans get Jalen Duran, Cade Cunningham. That on itself you can deal with. Lowry Markinen as well. The Jazz get Jonas Valanciunas, Dyson Daniels. Three, two first-round picks from the Pelicans, a second-round pick from the Pistons, and a 20-30 second-round pick from the Pelicans. You'd probably need to put like three or four, like three, two to three more picks going to the Jazz in this. But shipping out Zion Williamson, that's the type of return that can get you a guy like Jalen Duran and Cade Cunningham. It's realistic. That's a solid B-plus trade right there. Took me a minute to kind of go through everything, but it was a lot of fun to look at some of these. So is there a trade out there that you really liked? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Think any of these are realistic? Do you think I'm off on the grades? Let me know what you think here in the comments down below. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for sending in the trades and everything. That was a fun show. Maybe we'll do one of these next week. We got more time uh, as we lead up to the trade deadline. Going to be a lot of trade talk over the next week or so. We'll, of course, have a breaking show if something happens. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. This has been the Locked on Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. See you all next time.